fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i have played the call Hulu role-playing game i'm your host tom Rayleigh. it has been said that light is the fastest thing in the universe but that's wrong no matter how fast light travels it finds that darkness has gotten there before it and it's waiting our scenario is entitled the necropolis it was written by lee carr it's a one-shot we have run a number of times before, and it's one that we like to run for new players to our group, and um, for new players in general. Thus, I will be running the game, and we have five players, some of whom are new to our group. Uh, they, were, uh, they were given pre-generated characters and just a little background, which I encourage them to expand on. Let's introduce them. We have uh, Chris Van Wyk, uh, who is playing our dilettante, Samuel Henry Ashton. Uh, we have Dakota Davis, who's playing the architect, uh, Dr. Carl Holden. Uh, we have uh, Simon Binfei, who's playing a professor, a linguist professor, uh, Hugo Belshaw. We have uh, David Doshinovsky, who is playing the crew chief, uh, Tariq Kasim. And we have Daniel Bradshaw, who's playing our security man, Max Peters. It's hot as blazes in the midday Egyptian sun. But let's leave the light behind and begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> it was a couple months ago when Professor Hugo Belshaw received a letter from the millionaire uh, Samuel Henry Ashton asking if he would be interested in joining his archaeological dig in Egypt. Ashton was looking for a linguist fluent in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. The professor was thrilled. Finally, he could work on something worthwhile. For most of his career, he had been unable to use his knowledge of hieroglyphs, and he had spent his time translating German texts instead. Now was his chance to shine. Ashton, despite his vast wealth, had always loved getting his hands dirty especially when the reward was historical discovery and the fame that followed. Egypt was a land of amazing and spectacular discoveries, and he, was eager, he had eagerly funded a dig in the Valley of the Kings. He had hired a reputable archaeologist, Dr. Carl Holden, who had worked with Howard Carter just two years previous in uncovering the tomb of King, Ting, of King Tutankhamun. He had hired an ex-folger, Max Peters, who looked like he could handle any problem that might come up. He would assist in much of the labor and security. He also hired a local, Tariq Kassim, as crew chief. The man seemed properly motivated to keep his workers in line. Unlike most of the other workers, Kassim wasn't superstitious and handled his workers rather well. The team, your team, has worked together very well. The patron, the professor, the archaeologist, the soldier, and the crew chief. The sun was hot, the heat oppressive, which was a bit unusual for this time of year. It was just past noon on November 24th, 1924. You've been working tirelessly with shovel, spade, 
and trowel in the Egyptian Valley of the Kings. Exhaustion is setting in, but your reward is at hand. You and your comrades carefully unveil the entrance of an ancient structure buried deep into a cliff face. The contracted laborers had scuttled around like busy ants, and now at last, a door is uncovered. You stand proudly at the base of 13 steps, descending into an entryway covered by an enormous stone slab. The laborers have constructed a makeshift pulley system over the excavation, and as you watch, they hoist the heavy slab upwards, revealing a dark passageway. Stale air from inside the darkness invites you with a promise of untold treasure. You excitedly rush inside. You are mere steps away from fame and fortune. The hallway is decorated with hieroglyphs and il illustrations, and from where you stand, you can see something gold glittering far down the passage. All right, what do you guys do? Gentlemen, do you smell that? That's the smell of treasure. And if you look, you can see the treasure. Dear uh, um, Professor, can you, can you read those hieroglyphs? What, what, does that, what does that mean? And I'll point to, the, to one of the items. What well, you see, on, what you gonna... see, go ahead. You don't have to. What you see on the walls is mostly pictograms of, it looks like some sort of king um, leading his armies into battle. And um, as he sort of points forward, you see bolts of energy shooting out of his hand and slaying his enemy. They're being slain left and right. Um, it's, it's quite dramatic, uh, but the paint is fairly faint and damaged. In fact, you can do a spot hidden for me in this room. Well, first, first of all, the painting is, of course, a bit damaged by the time, but it tells the story of a king leading his, arm, his army to some sort of epic journey or battle. Missed the, the role. He seems like uh, shooting some kind of bolt or some energy thing of some kind. They generally did that for making him greater or things like that in past times. Fascinating. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, uh, Tariq, um, do, you, do we have light? Uh, just the light coming in from the front of the passage at the moment, as you're uh, as you all stepped inside. Uh, you have matches if you want. I might. I get uh, could I ask some of my workers to go get torches? Would that uh, would that be helpful to you? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if 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 you can spare a spare a hand to fetch a torch or a light, that'll that'll be amazing. I'm not sure how the the men are going to react around here, but I'll definitely uh. See if I can go ask a few of them. All right. Much obliged. Um, Tariq, as you turn towards the, uh, the passage uh, behind you going out, uh, and you take a few steps, 
you hear a commotion outside and um, you hear a, a straining and snapping sort of sound and suddenly this gigantic stone slab that was hanging over the door comes crashing down uh, to the ground. You can hear your, your workmen yelling outside and there's a thunderous vibration as it hits and you can feel dust and dirt coming down from above you in the ceiling, but you are suddenly plunged into pitch darkness. We're trapped. Well, this is unfortunate. Uh, where's those matches that you guys were talking about? Um, I got one. Does anyone else got one? I don't believe I brought any on my person. I got four. I can give each one of you guys one. Hand I only out. have one left. I got some candles too. So we can light those up if you want to do that. Last Better than nothing. Longer than matches. Yeah. Each of your candles will last about one hour. Sparingly. Tariq, do a listen roll. I fail. Well, it is that, deathly um, silent. <laughs> uh, well, then uh, I suggest we light a candle because I can't see my 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 fingers from 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 the nothing, uh, and and maybe we should maybe we should um, try and yell at the at the at the stone and or just listen to hear if they trying to get us out. Uh, um, yeah, I don't I don't believe that my workmen will leave us down here. Uh, it's the first time that there's been a mechanical injury over here for a while, so I, I dearly apologize for this incident. However, I'm pretty sure that uh, we should definitely get these uh, candles rationed because I'm not sure exactly how long we're going to be down here considering that our machinery usually doesn't break. Yeah, uh, by the way, do I remember if the, um, the workers who lifted that stone uh, left something to to keep it uh, open or not? You're not sure. You're not sure that you paid that close of attention. Samuel, you mentioned listening at the, the door. Why don't you do a listen roll? Right, that is a nine. Okay. Put your ear up against the door, the stone. It's a big giant stone. Um, the sounds you hear are very vague. But they don't, they, they sound disturbingly like laughing, not concerned for like yelling or. Uh, Tariq, come listen here, please. This is disturbing. The men um, seem to be laughing. Uh, I'm going to have to deal with them later. Uh, I'm Dearly sorry about that, Mr. Ashton. I, I did not foresee this occurring at any moment. Um, I deeply apologize for the unprofessionalism of my workmen. Max, well, what are you doing? I'm going to kind of stay. I'm going like to kind of hold my candle, you know, kind of like making sure I have everything, kind of feel for the, uh, feel for my uh, 32, feel for 
like if I have everything I might need. Okay. Uh, a little do, bit worried. Do a spot hidden for me, Max. Um, Eighty-seven. So yeah, it's a fail. Okay. By the way, you can always use luck in this game. Use as much as you want, but you're not going to get any of it back. <laughs> I, I don't know how much it'll help on an eighty-seven. I'll keep in mind. All of it. Dr. Holden, why don't you do a luck round? Uh, use uh, spot hidden. See what we got. Uh, I got a 26 out of 65. Okay. It's a hard. Um, in the candlelight, it's a little difficult to see in the room, but because of the way it casts shadows and it shows um, imperfections in the wall, uh, you can see that right near you, in the wall, there seem to be two indentations about the size of a hand, circular, uh, two on each wall, so four in total on either side. But you notice that, some, that, that one of them is fairly crumbled uh, as if there was something put in the wall and then covered over with plaster. But there is a large crack going from that up into the ceiling and across. And you realize that the structure that you're in right now might not be that stable. Hmm. Well then, gentlemen, I, uh, it looks like there's some imprints on this wall and it looks like it's kind of uh, kind of unstable. Do you guys see this? Once he points it out, you can see it. So do you uh, think this is a uh, like an entry deeper into whatever we're in? Maybe. It might be a, a secret passage, possibly. Uh, you guys want to take a look? Try to you, see if we can... There might be a uh, way out because unless we are uh, running out of oxygen uh there should there should be um a way to, to breathe if there is another entrance there um so let's uh the air in here is stale it hasn't been exposed to the outside in literally thousands of years um i should describe that the passenger in is a is a a fairly long one, maybe 40 feet long uh, and about 10 feet wide. Uh, and you're still back towards the, the front end of it um, where the, uh, the slab was. Um, and way at the other end of it in the darkness, because you've only got a candle, you can, like I say, you can sort of see the glint of gold or something from there. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that we should uh, head over to the other side. You know, maybe it might be more stable than this side. It doesn't look too safe over here, especially also, with the... Uh, on the ring of the slab. Also, if this is a tomb, there is no other exit. There wouldn't be. Is 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 the crack from the left to the right hand side, or is it on one side? Nope. Of, or, it's or, it's actually going up one wall and and cracking across the ceiling, and you can ah, see that it might right. actually be disjointed slightly. Um, if if 
if something, it, it's fortunate that the slab falling didn't cause more of a cave-in. Uh, and you start to notice that there are little chips of uh, limestone on the floor here and there. Uh, like maybe they're, you know, the, the place is thousands of years old. Um, Mr. Kasim, uh, Dr. Holden, I, I tend to agree with you. I think we should move deeper in. This does not look safe at all. Okay, I'm more than welcome to go further in. Uh, while I'm still, while the light is still uh, close to um, to the entrance, I'd like to see uh, take a glimpse uh, glimpse um, more precisely at the the hieroglyphs while following them to see if on the hieroglyphs six there is any pos potential way out possible written in them, potentially. You can do your um, hieroglyph roll. Uh, succeeded. Okay. There doesn't seem to be anything like that, but there are some oddities about this. You've been in Egyptian tombs. You've, you've seen Egyptian hieroglyphs. They're often, uh, you know, stories about the, uh, the triumphs of the Pharaoh that's buried there. Um, at first, that's what you thought. But as, you, as, you're, as you're in here, this doesn't seem to be that. You're not seeing the usual burial prayers and things like that. You're not precisely sure if this is a burial chamber or not. But you are in the Valley of the Kings, and so far, all of those have been burial chambers. All right. While, while we are um, going to the other side of the room, I'm going to tell the others, this is not a burial chamber, from what the walls tell me. Well, if it's not a burial chamber, then possibly there is a way out. Uh... I don't know what it is. Max, uh, what what do you come here, man? Let, let let make some light. Let's see what what's on the other side. All right. So you walk down. What you see is that the passage uh, ends at forty feet. There is a wall, but in front of the wall, you see a golden uh, chest, um, completely covered in gold inlays. Uh, it's, it's incredibly beautiful, and there is a chair that also seems to be covered with gold, but the chair is broken. Um, and finally, what you see is there is a hole in the back wall, the far wall, only about two or three feet high, um, just as if maybe there's more. Um, and it looks like these, the box and the chair were dragged out of the hole. Which might indicate that you're not the last person to be in here. By the way, around about the gold, is it like an old gold color or a new gold color? Oh, it's, it's old. Okay. This, this is ancient Egyptian furniture. Uh, 
I, I look around. Uh, is it disturbed recently? I'm, I'm guessing at this point that maybe some of my men have broken in earlier than we did. So I, I'm just trying to make sure that it wasn't anything recent that they could have done. There's dust. There's a layer of dust and everything. Uh, Doctor Holden, did, did did we did we break a seal on the door to get in, or was the seal broken? It seems uh, there might have been uh, grave robbers that made it. There was in no before seal on the door. Well, yeah. if they were grave robbers, why would Where they, they left such valuable they left all this stuff? Uh, I don't. I don't see how they could lift uh, such a heavy, uh, have such a heavy entrance without a. Equipment. Seeing our state of affairs, they're probably still here somewhere. Well, I want to uh, look around and see if there are any, um, well, I guess skeletons at this point lying around. Nothing. The um, aside from dirt, sand, and some some limestone chips, uh, there is the table and there is the box, um, both of which are kind of lying to one side. And the, as I say, the, the, the chair is broken. You'd almost guess that it had to be broken to be dragged through that hole. And the hole is one that you would have to get down on your hands and knees to climb through. Hmm. I think that hole, if you go further down, there's no way to come back up. I don't know if there's any way they climb down or not, or if anybody might have. Archaeologists do a, um, a, an archaeology thing. Okay. I got 89. I failed. Is that what you got last time? <laughs> yeah, no, last time I got 26. Um, uh, Hugo, you, uh, or rather uh, uh, Ashton, you go ahead and do it because you're also an amateur archaeologist. Do an archaeology role. Or an intelligence role. Went to school no, for archaeology and I failed. Right, that's a 21. That is... That's a uh, hard. Okay. Um, if if it's anything like other tombs in the Valley of the Kings, it's probably a barrier wall to keep out grave robbers, and there's probably a larger room on the other side of it. It doesn't look like it's made out of stone. It looks like it's made out of plaster. Uh, gentlemen, I think we should... Um go through this hole or just open it up a little bit just to make sure that nothing else made it out of this tomb. It might even just be the um, the uh, the people that buried whoever is down here that left in a rush. If the the workers were as superstitious as we saw them to be, uh, it might have gone back a couple of ages. Uh, so what do you say, uh, Max? Uh, would you help me? And let's, let's see if we can get through this. Kind of... Uh walk over and take a look at it. I'll kind of like crouch down and take out my candle to see if I could see anything you know, at the you, end of a sort of tunnel. When you crouch down and you hold your candle and you put the candle in a little and you take a look around, as, uh, as Howard Carter said, you see things, wonderful things. There's gold everywhere and there's... Uh, uh, it's it's almost clogged with furniture and things. You can't really see that far into it because you're hunkered down looking like this. But there is definitely treasure inside. 
I'm gonna like immediately stand up and be like, guys, guys, we, we have to get to the other side of this. There's there's gold and everything, furniture, it's well, to the brim. I think we ought to find a way out of here first before we even try to start taking things. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be the next buried treasure. About that golden chest, uh, is it full or is it empty? It's empty. It's, um, it's made of wood on the inside, probably acacia wood, and the outside is clad in gold with beautiful little ornamented uh, Egyptian characters and... Uh, lotus blossoms and things like that. The, the, the chest itself would be worth a fortune. You also realize that it's extremely heavy because of the gold. I'm okay. sure my men will uh, make sure to open up the tomb sometime soon, so uh, we should probably get on the other side and explore the area while we still can. Plus, it's definitely safer than this uh, passageway that has a cracked ceiling. Yeah. It's definitely... <laughs> So you'll only be able to go through that one at a time, but you can stand up immediately on the other side of it. Who wants to go through first? Well, I'll go in head first, boys. Okay. Boys want to go head first. All right, so Dr. Holden, you go through, uh, followed by who? Well, probably kind of uh, go security in man yeah right security man you go through the second um, I'm go third third I think I should go last okay right I'll uh, if you I'll then follow you go all right you step into a chamber that is about uh, when you when you step in it's maybe 40 feet wide and maybe 30 feet deep going ahead of you. Um, it is filled with Egyptian treasures. Uh, there are tables, chairs. On one side, there's even a, a boat with uh, oars, things all clad in gold. There are tablets and there are standards that once probably had peacock feathers in them. Um, the walls are covered in, in uh, uh, depictions of, you know, uh, hieroglyphics and, and pictures. Um, it, it looks like it's in actually pretty good condition. However, it's very obvious that a portion of this furniture has been smashed and damaged. Um, there are broken pieces on the ground. Uh, there, are, there are places where the furniture seems to have toppled over and the wood being so old, it just crumbled and, uh, and left little heaps of, of damage. Um, now, to ahead of you and slightly to your left, you can see there is an arched doorway that's leading outward. Uh, it just seems to be an archway. There's no, there's no door there. But on the right, at that end of the room, there seems to be a place where the ground rises up a little bit, and there is another archway, this time far more elaborate. Um, there is a slab that's covering that as well with carvings all over in the slab. And on either side are two 
statues. Uh, one that looks like Anubis with the, the jackal-headed god, um, all clad in golden armor, uh, holding in his hand a golden, uh, it's, it's a, an Egyptian, ancient Egyptian knife sort of curves Seth, like this. Oh, I must. And, and on the other side, uh, a similar statue, this one with the head of a crocodile um, that also has, has kind of a battle axe-like thing in it. And they stand on either side of this door. That obviously seems incredibly important. And it looks very much like a tomb because it's got a, a big, big, heavy rock slab in front of the entrance. So that one's, that entrance is open, this entrance is closed. Hmm. What would you like to do? Well, you guys see there's, looks like there's one entrance that's open and the other one's closed. Um, you guys wanna try to make it through that one or you guys wanna just like try to see if we can find a way to get that one open? I, I have a pry bar that might help, uh, but I find it very odd that there's smashed furniture over here. I don't understand why uh, looters would try and get and smash the furniture that they've been. You know, it could be his age too. Like it's been down here for like you know centuries almost. Seems like it's just a corner though. Very odd. Mr. Kasim, before you you put a crowbar to anything, let's just make sure that we uh, uh, take a couple of notes and and catalog some of this. This is amazing. Uh, it's an amazing find. I mean, when was last that that uh, uh, we as Westerners so see or discover something like this? Um, the I just want to make sure that I understand at which um, archway the two statues are. Is it at the one that's open or the one that's closed? One that's closed. On the right hand side. On the right hand side. I'll make my way towards the two statues to, to see okay. if they are anything um, depicted on them as right. such. Um, what's everybody else doing? Um, I'm probably just looking around as well, but trying to see if anything like sticks okay. out more over than just the two entrances. Right. In general, you guys have to kind of keep your place because if if Sam has the candle, you know you can't all have the candle at the same time. <laughs> all right. So let's assume that the 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 one who's funding the whole thing, uh, Samuel Ashton, has got the candle. And he's walking over by the statues. Um, uh, Samuel, do a spot hidden roll as you examine the statues. That's uh, uh, a 52. I'm going to burn seven luck. Okay. You approach the statue. Which one are you going to look at first, the jackal or the alligator? I'll I'll look at the jackal first. Okay. You you move forward and you're looking at the jackal, and um, it's it's exquisite. It's it's incredibly incredible beauty. The 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 armor that it's wearing and the weapon in its hand. You're looking at the weapon in its hand and the way that it's positioned, and 
you look a little closer, you, you get a little closer, and you realize that you're, that there's something leathery. You, you move and you, you kind of look around at it, and it suddenly dawns on you that there is a human body inside the armor that's been dressed there and that it's had a wooden stake rammed up from below. It's been positioned, it's impaled on a metal, on a, on a wooden stake and then dressed this way into a sanity ball. Right, so that's a, a pass, 54, just a regular okay. pass. Just, just take two points of damage uh, for the shock of realizing that this is a, a dead person. Whoa, Zaz! Uh, uh, gentlemen, come look at this. This is, this is, this is just macabre. What? What'd you find over there, Ashton? It, it, it seems that this the poor fellow's been put on a spike and uh, dressed up as, as Anubis. Why would they do that? Is is the other one similar? You realize the other one is also another person. And if and and that the mask itself can be removed. And when you remove it, you realize that the spike comes out through their their mouth. Oh wow. Do do they look fresh or do they look like they've been there? They're mummified. They're okay. They're desiccated. Um, Should I go and do a sandy roll as well or anyone else? Yeah, you can all do it because it's pretty gruesome and horrible. Twenty-seven out of forty. So I think I pass. Yeah, I, I get a ninety-four. Eighteen. Well, I mean, uh, impaling in general wasn't really an Egyptian stuff. It was more something about the Vladimir, Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Like Not really. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Belshaw, do you see anything on the walls that? Uh... Yeah, uh, thanks for reminding me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a look at the walls to see if I can get any information from the hieroglyphics. Yeah, in this room, what the hieroglyphics are basically telling you is um, that the pharaoh brought disaster uh, to the kingdom, to the empire of Egypt. Um, and that, um, that he was malevolent and cruel and took great delight in torturing uh, people. Well, from what the walls tell me, the pharaoh was cruel kind of ruthless. Uh, he liked torture and, you know, this kind of messy stuff. And he brings uh, kind of problems, in a way, to his country. There are so, also symbols yeah. all over the, the tomb door, if you will. But you don't know what they are. They're, they're not Egyptian. They're not even like Phoenician or something earlier. They're, they're unrecognizable. 
I'm gonna pause for a moment in front of the of those symbols before saying anything, maybe being sure of what I'm gonna say to them. What are the rest of you doing? I'm um, probably I'm probably gonna go over and sort of uh, inspect like the the impaled guy. I'm gonna kind of look at it, just kind of just almost in disbelief of just like how macabre the whole thing is. And um, the workmanship of the gold and the, the armor is exquisite. So to waste it on dressing up dead people. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's very disturbing. I'd probably say like, you know, I, I've seen I've seen some horrible things in the Great War, but this is a little bit more than I was expecting. Uh, I'm going to try and search my memory if I ever saw any uh, other mummification in a similar manner to this way. Not in Egypt. Mr. Kasim, do you remember any of this uh, pharaoh in, in, in any of his history, Egyptian history. I don't, I can't, I'm racking my brain, but I can't think of, of anyone that comes to mind. Out of all the history I've studied regarding my area and the region around us, I haven't heard about anything like this. And in my 20 years of experience, I haven't seen anything like this. This is very fascinating, very fascinating find. Yes, very. I don't know. I'm still kind of at a loss at the, uh, you know, dressing mummies up as uh, two gods. That's kind of new for me. Um, well, Dr. Holden, do, uh, do a knowledge roll. Am I doing a no or am I doing an idea? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. No? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. I got a... Uh, all right. 20. If this is laid out like a tomb, which it might be, then that other room might be like uh, an annex where they prepared the body and they, you know, said prayers and, and things like that. Um, and this would be the, the tomb. But something uh. does seem weird. You've never seen this set up before. So in my years of being an archaeologist, I've never seen anything like this. This is like, as you said, a really great find. Um, however, though, this is more like, you know, I would think that's more like a tomb. But over there, that's probably more of like the prep preparation for it. Like a temple. Oh, yeah. Well, if that's the case, um, I'm still... Kind of, kind of intrigued by the the lightning bolt shooting from the uh, hieroglyph hands. Uh, let's go and have a look in, in the in the temple, or at least the preparation room, to see what's in there. Maybe there's a clue to who may be lying behind that stone there. Yeah, I, I reckon that there might be some bandages left over from when they were preparing the bodies. Maybe we could use that to get a bigger light source. Maybe ah, that's a good idea. Up. It's clever. Well, right. Just, There's just a chair. Saying that, I'm just saying that, but I, you see me just taking a, a piece of paper, putting it on a wall, 
taking a pencil and um, to take a, to take on a, a sign. Um, I'm going to show you the sign and just tell. I'm going to tell you. Uh, just like this uh, hieroglyphs, I've never seen them before. Uh, let me see. What do you mean? It's not Egyptian. Is it not Egyptian? It's not Egyptian. Very strange. Doctor Holden, you can do an archaeology roll. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Ashton. Uh, how exactly did you find uh, information regarding this uh, uh, this particular tomb? You've been searching for years. It's, it's one of the. <laughs> it's it's one of those uh, you know, when you do research to to find new dig sites and uh, late evenings in, in in libraries, and you discover just at the right time at the right moment a lead, uh, and yeah, I mean it's uh, but never have I, in my wildest dreams, thought we'd discover something that's so out of the ordinary here in Egypt. What did you get? I haven't seen anything like this. That's I got sure. a 15 out of 70. Okay. A hard. It's two points away from the extreme. Actually, can I spin two to make it an extreme? Okay. And what were you rolling? I'm sorry. Archaeology. Archaeology. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to spin that. Um, oh, okay. You, you know that there are portions of Egyptian history that we don't know. Um, largely what you know has been gleaned from reading hieroglyphs in temples and things like that, especially the ones that will list the pharaohs, the pharaohs' lineages and stuff. But there are large gaps. Um, it's very likely that this may be very old, very early in Egyptian history. And because you don't recognize the style or, you know, the architecture of the whole tomb is off from what you'd expect it to be. Um, this could be an incredible discovery. You might be looking at, you know, first or second dynasty stuff, um, which would be amazing. Which so, would also be odd for it to be in the Valley of the Kings, since I don't think the Valley of the Kings started to be used until the later dynasties. Yes. So, guys, I don't know if you know this, but this might be even older than the Old Kingdom. Of like, as you know, you have your like kingdoms for Egypt and stuff. This is probably way older than that. This might be right around whenever they were just starting. This is absolute find. And the language on the on the thing that he showed you, you haven't got a clue. Oh, I don't got a clue. Oh, not even an occult might help with that. Well, you can you can do an occult role. Okay. Let's see, it's a fifteen. So, let's see, <laughs> no, I got a yeah. eighty-two. I mean, there's definite sort of an occult look to the stuff, but it you you don't recognize it as anything. You can't put you can't put a place or name to it. Um, I'd like to it, right. if I may, uh, also do an occult. All right. Yeah, same here because it's really fascinating. That's a four extreme. 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 There, it's a miss. 
68. Um, for Ashton, in some of your studies, some of the symbols on there vaguely remind you of certain ancient books that, uh, that you've perused. Um, you're thinking possibly the Enochian language that uh, the D uh, talked about, the, the language of angels, or maybe something like you heard of a language called Aklo, uh, but it's 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 mythology. It's you know it's it's one of those cryptic things that crops up every once in a while and. It, it couldn't possibly be true, but it bothers you. Gentlemen, this is, this is actually quite, quite strange. Uh, it, it reminds me, um, it reminds me of, of, of the Nephilim to be, to be more exact from uh, early scriptures, which, um, uh, well, I don't know if you, whom of you are a really religious man, uh, 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 man but um, this definitely, is 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 picking my interest there might be more to discover down here than just the 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 the, the visible uh gold and, and 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 jewelry that we see there might be something more uh from a knowledge perspective we definitely need to move into deeper into this this um this burial chamber I agree with you Ashton this is an absolute find and if we were to get this out we I mean I mean, just not even just the golden stuff. I mean, we're going to be famous, like even more so than like, you know, like finding all these other, you know, archaeologists digs and stuff. This will probably be the one everyone will now mention. If we make it out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move over to the, uh, the open area and then uh, best we find some tooling to open this stone potentially. I would like you all to do dex rolls. As you cross the bridge in the dark. Dex. Okay. I uh, hey, got a 69. Nice. I got a four skill? extreme. Spectacular fell. Huh. Right. Or we'll, 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 we'll give it to the spectacular fail. Um, right. uh, uh, Ashton, as you were walking, uh, across the room. Um, perhaps one of the others has the candle at the moment. And uh, just to sort of steady yourself, you put your hand on a piece of the furniture. And when you do, you, you push it off balance. And it suddenly comes crashing down to the ground, uh, sort of in between the bunch of you. Um, you're not sure if it did much damage to the furniture, but it, it definitely knocked it over and startled you all. Oh, gentlemen, just be careful. You okay. Uh, you all right? Don't, 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 don't follow my lead. Uh, bring that, bring that candle closer, man. All right. You walk over to the archway, and um, there's a lot to see. So you're going to see this sort of all at the same time as you get to this room. This room is smaller than the uh, the previous room. It's maybe 20 feet by 20 feet. And you're not exactly coming in in the middle of a wall. You're sort of coming in in a corner. Now, directly ahead of you, 
there is a large mural on the wall of a pharaoh and people worshiping him. To your direct left, the entire wall is made up of little tiny niches, um, maybe eight inches tall and, um, and maybe four or five inches deep. They're all over, all over the wall. And in each one is a little tiny figurine of, it, it, it's almost like you're seeing a, a model collection of a bunch of little tiny people all in here. Uh, uh, Dr. Carl Holden, you would know these as ritual figurines that were to accompany the Pharaoh into the afterlife to act as his servants, you know, in the, in the, the future. Um, to your left, uh, I'm sorry, to your right, uh, there is a golden table. And on top of the golden table is something very odd. It is a large golden ankh, um, which is the, the shape, you know, what the, who knows what an ankh is. But it's upside down on the table. Purposefully, it's there. And you can all do spot hiddens as you look at it. Fifteen. Goes like bust as one. Thirty-nine and sixty-five. Two. Yeah. Regular pause. Okay. Regular as well. Uh, hard pass. You all passed. Regular okay. pass. I failed. When you look at it, okay. Well, those of you who passed, when you look at it, maybe it's the flickering of the candlelight, or maybe it's some other weird effect, but it almost seems as if that giant golden onk is composed of something that is slowly squirming like little worms or something like that. It's mesmerizing um, and terrifying. Uh, you can do a, a sanity roll. If you, if you passed, just take one point of sanity loss. If you fail, do a 1d4 and you're extremely disturbed. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> got a four. Yes, I am. Would, would I see everyone else just being like, you know, slightly disturbed by this onk? Uh, uh, Mr. Kassim. Yeah. Or you're looking at Mr. Kasim, do do you find any rag around? We we need to get some more light on this thing. As soon as you look down, you realize there is a body lying on the ground at the other end of the room. Um, it's mostly skeletal, but there's definitely cloth around it. And as you step forward, you realize that what you're looking at is not ancient clothing. It's more modern clothing, like maybe something from 20 or 30 years ago, your time. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just a few, maybe 10 years ago or 15, 15 years ago. Hey, uh, Mr. Ashton. Yes. I, would you happen to know of any expeditions into this tomb before, before you by any chance? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I mean, 
this was completely well no not at all there appears this to be a body wearing recent recent clothing that's Down just too bizarre Wait, you can what? um what, do, do another spot hidden, everybody, as you're looking down at it. Yeah, I got a 14 out of... Got, got a normal 65. I passed exact, exact That's number. That's hard. Um, I'm too distressed about someone else discovering this before us that I'm, I'm not passing that at all. All right. Um, who got the, the hard pass? I did. Okay. Our archaeologist... Um, you take a few steps forward, and you notice a couple things immediately. One is, it looks like the skeleton's chest has been crushed by something. But there's nothing on top of it. You also notice that there is a backpack or a satchel uh, over to one side. Okay. Um Guys, there's a uh, this chest. It looks like it's been caved, in, not caved in, but like something stomped on it. But there's nothing around him. And then there's a satchel. Then I'm gonna grab the satchel. Maybe his, maybe there was a cave in somewhere, uh, somewhere nearby, and his friend had dragged him out here, and they couldn't bring him out. Maybe, but if if it like fell on him, you think that like you know just you know they wouldn't bring him over. Still very strange, but. Uh, this the guy you said you said that the the body had clothes on, correct? Yeah. And they're uh, part I, partly rotted, but they're khakis. I, I try to look for a wallet or any uh identification. All right. You know, I'm gonna look at the the backpack where they are they're saying that because to me everything of uh, that nature is yeah, I I'm starting to think I'm getting mad here. So um, Hugo and Dr. Holden, you are both looking at the backpack. Yeah, I'm right. probably pull out like to see if there's anything useful and I'm gonna hand it over to who and, and Tariq, you're looking for a wallet. Um uh it, it it it's not easy. I mean it's not difficult to find things because there's not much to look through. Um Tariq, you do find a wallet. Uh, and inside is um, an identification, uh, identification card uh, for uh, Sasha Karner. Uh, uh, and it looks like he, it's a German uh, 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 identification card. Um, the other guys, you find in the satchel, first of all, there is a, uh, another sack that seems to be filled with gold and jewelry. Uh, and uh, there is um, a trowel, um, a flask, and there is a, a stick of dynamite. Uh, there is a German passport, and there is a leather-bound journal. Um, I'm going to grab the journal and then I'm going to say, uh, Hugo, here's some TNT. Do not light it. I should, I should have also added that on the identification card, Sasha Carner was born August 2nd, 1880. And he was a resident of Berlin. 
I'm probably gonna swipe the uh, the TNT. Uh, probably got a little bit more demolitions expertise. Not by much, but when the shells come dropping. Um, in the oh. journal, um, is there like uh, is it like understandable or is it in like German? Like it's in German. Three? It's in German. Does anyone speak German? I do. Oh well, here. Why am I holding this? Well, uh, by the time they um, they they get out the the dynamite dynamite just uh, the properties he had mm -hmm. just had. Uh, how what can I uh, get from that book? Okay, so you're going to take the journal and take a look. Yeah, yeah. All right, definitely. So this is. You're reading, of course, in German. So you're you're reading this aloud to them in English. Seventh seventh of August, nineteen sixty. Sixteen. Sorry, war has reached us of fierce fighting north, close to the Swiss Canal. Our men are frightened enough as it is, without the fear of being killed by, by in a crossfire. Their superstitious beliefs have delayed the dig more than once, and I do not care for any further delay. We dig piously through the impacted sand and rock. We are close. 3rd of September, same year. Today was glorious. We have found the entrance. Removing the doorway was difficult, but we created a pulley system that allowed us to entry it. Some work greets us inside. Limestone ships had clogged the, in, the entirety of the tunnel. I halted the removal of the stones until I have surveyed the structure and documented that we have what we have learned thus far. Then thinks my meticulous records are unnecessary and time-consuming, but I remind him that we are not here for loot but for, but for history. 3rd of December, 1916. Finally, the tunnel is now clear. Some of the workers has, have taken a, a great interest in the damaged hieroglyphs in the passageway, passageway. Today we remove part of the stone chips and we explore. There is a barrier wall at the end of the passageway. The stonework looks unstable. It may be too risky to use the explosives. That's a bad thing for us. 2nd of December, 1960, we may have underestimated the local superstitious population. We seem to be on, a, on the, receiving of, the receiving end of animosity from the locals. Our crew, ship, crew chief says that many of his crews want to quit, others want to rebury the tomb and forget that it exists. Sutton is having none of it. He has posted guards at the tomb entrance who are not afraid of ghosts and long-dead pharaohs, but would rather make a little cash. Well, there will be plenty of cash to go around if the tomb is filled with gold and precious jewels, as I, as I expected it may be. 3rd of December, 1916. It is very early in the morning. I have secreted myself Within the tomb, Sutton is dead. The laborers attacked us in the night and cut his throat when he refused to comply with their wishes and resell the tomb. I managed to get away without being seen. I suspect that they will bury the tomb when the sun, ri when the sun rises. 
They are afraid to approach it at night. The inner chambers are filled with treasure. I wish I'd had time to examine some of it more closely. Aside from the entryway, which had been clogged with limestone, it is in pristine condition. The only other damage was made by me when it shipped through the firewall. I made it wide enough that they can carry something of value out with me. Oh, that explains the two, the two golden stuff at the, the two golden uh, the chest and the, the chair at the beginning. So much beauty, so much history. I'd, I'll gather more of the jewelry and, and make my, my escape. It is the ignorant fools of the, of the world that manage to ruin everything. But it is not a loss. I know the location. Even if they bury it and remove all trace of all trace of its being here, I will find it again. I will return with a better crew, men who are not superstitious. This place will not be my tomb. Well, you see what happened here. I hear something. It may be that someone has followed me. I may have to defend myself. I can't let them find me, or all is lost. I won't let them kill me as they killed my friend Sutton. I heard them moving in the central chamber, but I can't see their lights. Wait, I think it sounds more like an enemy. Mm. Shit. <laughs> well, what worries me the most about the, the whole thing is the very last word. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Well, yeah. Just, just correct me here, or just confirm with me, um, Hugo. It, he said that he was filling his bags with jewelry, and wanting to take that out. It doesn't sound as if it was him that took out, or at least moved that chest and chair to the front. He possibly could. I mean. But also, he was here by himself, so that one theory you said, like him being possibly dragged back, something came over here and crushed his chest. So it doesn't explain the, uh, the broken furniture and the broken artifacts in the corner of the room. But how, how can an animal possibly live around here that is strong enough to do that? That's I impossible. Mean, that is impossible. Like, you have to have nutrition. You can't, like you know, live underground and just not, like, you know, have something to eat, especially, like, an animal, maybe insects, but that's about it. You go, do a, do a, do a spot hidden, you go. Simon. Uh, 19, so I think it's a hard... Okay. Yes. As you guys are musing this, Simon, you look over at this big mural on the wall, and you notice a um, you notice a couple of things about it that uh, terrifies you based on what your speculation just was. As you uh, as you look at the block of hieroglyphs, you realize that you you're pretty sure you can decipher them as to what it says. What does it say? Uh, I'm gonna get closer to it, and I'm gonna traduce to to the other to the, to the other crew. Uh, the thing, I am the eyes 
I am the eye that sees the future. In the darkness, the truth of things hidden is revealed to me. I stand as a great high and look upon all, down upon all. Let the false god look upon me and tremble, for they are like shit beneath my feet. That doesn't look like the speech of a pharaoh. I wait, I am patient, time is meaningless to me, for all these material things will pass away, only I will remain. I awoke the land pure and serene, and the chaos follows me. I have made my preparation, my obedient servant sleeps, his trails passed, he's proven worthy, he's strong of body, eager of fist, ready to rise, waiting for the return of his master. Let him be a secret beneath the earth. Ages upon ages shall pass, but his faithful beating heart shall continue. And the cartouche with the name of the pharaoh on the wall is Nefren Ka. Nefren Ka. Dr. Holden, do an archaeology role. Oh, when I say it's Nefren Ka, I... I point at the wall, where is it? Mm -hmm. I got a 43 out of 70. Okay. Dr. Holden, Nefren Ka. It's, it's a myth. It's a legend. It's, it's, it's never, no evidence of this has ever been found before. This is the, the, the black pharaoh, the the one who came into Egypt and ruled and and uh, worshipped the darkness, made uh, made temples completely in in black midnight, and was considered a plague upon the earth, and that his people eventually rose up and entombed him in the ground alive. And it's just it's it's legend. It couldn't possibly be real, and yet here his name appears on a wall. It's never appeared anywhere else. It's it's only been told by, you know, people trying to frighten their children, or it, it's that kind of a legend. Oh, this yeah. Uh, I explained to them that like this is uh, th this is impossible. This can't be who this. They're trying to say this is uh, the Black Pharaoh. The Black pharaoh like this 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 is like a spooky story that you tell your kids at night i mean this is impossible well it might just be founded you know at some point we never knew a vehicle could move by itself so impossible at this point to me it's not impossible you know uh, doesn't every rumor have a little part of uh, truth to it Usually it has a little hint of truth, yes, but for this, this is just some like story you just tell your kids, like, you know, you want to keep them in bed and be good, but huh, wow, <laughs> that's just, you know, Gentlemen, unreal. shall we go and open that other stone? Yeah, I think we ought to I, just try to get out of here. I don't really try to pry it. 
I won't oppose to that because yeah, if the walls are so fragile, the dynamite dynamite is bad idea anyway. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying the, the entrance. I'm I want to go and see if this is myth or, or or there's some truth behind all of this. Oh yeah, that that yes, of course. All right. Well, as long as we're gonna cave ourselves in, that's all that matters to me. Because I mean, we're already caved in, but not even more so. Uh, d did we find anything for uh, more uh, candles or maybe a torch? Any materials around for that? Well, there is the cloth. Um, you all suddenly notice that Max seems to be very disturbed by something. He's turned around and he's looking back out into the uh, the antechamber with all the where all the furniture is. Uh, Max, you all right there? What you looking at? Silent for a second. I'm just gonna be saying like, I think I hear something, like a scraping, like a scratching sound. Maybe it's the workers. Doesn't sound like it's coming from down that tunnel. Sounds like it might be coming from the tomb. Are there any uh, jars or uh, containers in this room? There aren't. Nothing. Is there shares in this room? Uh, there aren't. But there are in the other room. Um, you all vaguely hear something. You're not exactly sure where it's coming from, but it does sort of sound like stone scraping on stone. And then suddenly there is a boom, like rock hitting the ground. You can actually feel the vibrations with your feet. And then there's dead silence again. Hearing the boom, I'm gonna instinctively like almost kind of duck and cover. Yeah. You can all, uh, you can all, uh, sanity roll. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Fail. Pause. <laughs> Passed. Failed. Four. Seventy eight. Yeah, I failed. Out of thirty six. Okay. Uh, if you fail, do a one d four. Tell me if you hit four. <laughs> hey, look at that. I hit four. Yeah, same. Okay. If you hit four, um, you're, you're not insane, but you do yelp. You know, you, you Jesus Christ, what was that? And make a noise. Okay. A second after you make that noise, you suddenly hear a much louder scraping sound coming from that tomb door, as if the whole thing were sliding sideways. Um, it might be strange as an action, but I'm gonna take a look at um, the reversed ank that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. Has it changed in any way, shape or form? When you look at it directly, there's something about it that disturbs you. It seems to have been carved so that it's all composed of like worms. And 
it 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 has the uncanny look as if it were wiggling, but it might just be the candle flame that's causing it. You 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 don't actually see anything moving. And it's uh, it's just why? Why would it be carved in this horrific sort of manner? Also you notice that the uh, the fair on the wall had an upside down onk. I'm gonna take it. It it weighs a hundred pounds easily. Oh, it's it's big. It's like four feet or three feet high. Listen, guys. I know it might sound crazy, but let's do let's do like like for the statue. I really don't have any idea why. I'm not gonna lie lie to you, but that's the only thing I can think of right now. Stand still. Waves. Sorry. What do the rest of you want to do? <laughs> I just put now, in chat that I drew my 32. Uh, I I'm, have it out. Uh, I'm going to start lighting up another flame so that uh, we can potentially, you know, see more around us. Okay. Um, you light up another candle. And as you look into the antechamber, you definitely can see that that huge stone um, uh, door chain, door wall, um, door covering is sliding to the side. And, yeah, slowly. And um, do a spot hidden for me as you're, as you're horrified to see this happening. That is a normal, I believe. Okay. Yes. Build 71. Um, you're looking at it. Uh, Tariq, as you're looking at it, it, the second there develops a gap as it's sliding over, you suddenly see something come out that looks like a huge clawed hand that's covered in hair and long nails, and then another one at the top, and it's trying to push the tomb door open. Guys, guys, there's some, there's some kind of beast coming out of the, the tomb, the, the stone wall on the, on the right side of the, of the, from the entrance. We should probably hide somewhere in the middle. I don't think that's, it's good to be isolated here, but there, there's some giant clawed, clawed, heart, uh, clawed hand coming out of there. We should, we should get out of here ASAP. You start I, to I hear agree. something grunting <clears throat> on the other side of that wall. Now, just to sort of remind you that antechamber in the middle with all the furniture there really are kind of like a hundred places to hide, including a boat. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I'll take the just boat. head over there. <laughs> yeah, boat somewhere. and furniture and hunkering underneath. Yeah. And... Let's hide somewhere, yeah, because my ID was... And, and your light is, of course, pointing you out directly. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I run into the chamber, um, you said there was like a like a like you know like a sword on one of the uh, mummies. Yeah, that's there's a sword and an axe, but they're right next to the door over there where this thing is coming out. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna. For the biscuit. There are, however, other things around the room. There, like I said, there's a boat. There's there are oars, you know, and I'm definitely gonna grab one of the oars if thing. I can. I have a thirty-two, but 
If Max, I die, I guess it's not mine anymore. <laughs> Max, do you have the, the dynamite? Yes. How did the ceiling of this particular uh, area that we're in look? Uh oh. Um, probably better condition. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I th guys, I think we should probably start going there ASAP. Um, I don't think we have time to talk right now. Yeah. All right. So you're all you're all hiding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and uh, while I'm running to the boat. Uh, I'm going to look for if there's like maybe a torch on the ground or anything that I could light up so that it would stay there so that there's like a light source that's not coming from us directly. All right. Let's say that you find, I'll make you do a luck roll on that. That's a uh, hard on luck. Okay. So what you find is some pieces of cloth um, that are, are deteriorated, so they should burn fairly quickly if you light them up. Um, you could light them up and throw them over into a corner or somewhere else. Now, if you're, if you're not careful, you could throw them onto the furniture, and the wood's going to burn, and it's probably going to go up like up. All right. I'm going to try and grab the, the rope I have in my backpack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and, like, put it, push it down and then Try using the the cotton as as kindling for all that. Okay. So you're going to start a fire. You're going to do this in the middle of the floor or where? Yeah, somewhere away from the furniture. Okay. We'll say there's a path that's sort of between the furniture. All right. So you get that you get that started. Uh, and the yeah. thing is, the thing is pushing the the door open, and you get the immediate impression that it senses or sees the light and uh, it bellows. And when it bellows, the sound is deafening. You can all do a um, constitution roll to see if you damage your ear, your hearing. You got regular uh, 50. That's a hard. Uh, I pause. 34 out of 50. And he fails. No. All right. So you're all startled by it, and you throw your hands up over your ears, um, but none of you are actually deafened by it. All right. So you're all diving for hiding places. Um, yeah, so if I if go ahead. if if I notice if I notice that this thing is drawn to the light, then what I would like to do is um, see if there's a way to slip pass it into its wherever it came from. Okay. That seems reasonable. All right. <clears throat> um, the creature, when it senses, when it sees the light, it, it's, its claws scramble against the door and it pushes faster and harder. And suddenly this thing comes out. Um, hard to describe. Um, wolf, alligator, sort of in combination lion it's at least five feet high at the shoulder uh walks on all fours its back legs are completely different than its front legs and it has a huge multi-teeth you know big teeth mouth um it it sees the fire 
and it leaps forward and it, it almost attacks the fire um, as if it doesn't understand what it is. Um, you can all do sanity rolls. The yeah. thing is monstrous and hideous. Just a quick question. Is that creature looking like the, um, the creature like on the, the painting? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I fail by one. Uh, yeah, 15 same. out of 32. 18 all right. out of if, if you passed, once again, do a 1d4. If you failed, do a 1d6. One. Four. But he get five or more? New? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> because he would have definitely yelled. <laughs> <coughs> um, the creature attacks the light, and then within a second, there is no light. It is completely black. Um, and you hear the creature angrily in the center. You hear pieces of furniture sort of cracking because the key, cause creature doesn't give a shit about the furniture. And it's, it's moving around and you can, you can almost feel it in the darkness moving towards the antechamber and then back around and it's sniffing in the air. And you feel it, you, you, you can sense that it's moving over towards the, the wall with the hole in it, heading towards the, the, the outside chamber. Uh, you can hear it, it's sniffing there, and suddenly you hear it scratching its, its claws on that particular wall, um, trying to get to the, 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 the tunnel that leads out. Um, uh, do you guys want to do anything? Or are you all terrified? <laughs> Standing uh, still. Yeah. I'm figuring. I was going to say, I'm implying the standard, uh, standard issue duck and cover. So. Okay. Um, I'm going the to... chamber that it might have came out of, is, does, is it a shut right away after it walked through? No, no, or... no. No, it's pushed this giant thing out of the way. And Samuel, you were going in there? Yeah. I'm also figuring that this thing might be able to dig us out of here. But I'm going to go in, in as well. Yeah. You want to hire it? Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll just let it be. But I'll, I'll do it as quiet as possible. Move all right. Into the... it's, it's not difficult for you to slip inside there, but you are in pitch blackness. So I assume you, you're against the wall and you're feeling the wall and you're moving through the door into that chamber. Um, but you're probably not going very far because you can't see anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about the rest of you? I think I'm probably going to go the same way as uh, work Samuel. You're your work your way over there. Yeah. All right. Once I, once I hear uh, Samuel going that way, I'll like put my hand on him and I'll be like falling behind him. Okay. I guess I'll give in to the peer pressure. All right. Well, what happens is, is the creature scratches at that wall and all of a sudden you hear the, the rumble of that wall sort of crumbling under the creature's weight and force. And the creature immediately bounds down the tunnel and you can hear it banging on the, the big gigantic slab um, outside. 
Um, so it is now through the antechamber and down the tunnel. If you light your lights, it can't see where you are unless it comes back. <laughs> Olden, uh, mind lighting that candle, please. Yeah, I got another one. I got probably three, two more. I'll be uh, since they are talking, I can I can potentially hear them. I'm gonna stay where I am because if the creature can come back, I can potentially slow her down. Distract her. As I can, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so are you going to relight a candle? Yeah. The, uh, chamber, all right. When you, when you do that, what you see is there is a huge sarcophagus in the center of the room uh, made of stone. Uh, the lid of this sarcophagus has been pushed over to the side. It's fallen to the ground with a huge bang. That was the big bang that you must have heard, this thing pushing its way out of its coffin. Uh, inside of the sarcophagus, there are uh, seven wooden uh, coffins, one inside the other, and they seem to just have been torn completely apart uh, from the inside out. Um, uh, and then directly to the south, in this, this large, huge chamber, uh, there is another archway uh, leading out of the room. Uh, do any of you want to, well, do, do your spot hiddens, especially the archaeologist. And I, actually, I actually described that in the opposite direction. There were seven wooden sarcophaguses, and inside the middle of all of them is a golden sarcophagus uh, that is shaped somewhat like a sleeping human and somewhat like the sleeping, the monster itself. And the lid of that has been pushed over. That's what made the noise. Hmm. Um, I got a 49 and 65 for my spot hidden. Okay. Got a 98. Uh, you can see that the car that the, the coffin originally was completely covered in designs and hieroglyphs, all in uh, this language that you can't identify. So it's it's very similar to the door. There's also similar symbols all over the inside of this chamber. This does not look Egyptian at all. This looks like something bizarrely different. You can also hear the monster out there angrily scratching and banging at that, that stone door. All right, what would you like to do? So the sarcophagus that's open is the monster-shaped one. Right. And it seems to be the thing that the monster was sleeping in. Are there any, are there any jars or containers in, in this room? Nothing, Nothing in this room. Not even exit or another entrances? There is an, there is an, an archway in the far wall. To okay. the south, so. leading to some well, other chamber. At this point, I guess I'll go deeper. 
I'm tr I'm trying to find a way out, although <laughs> it seems futile. Yeah, I'd rather try to find a way out. There's more exits and there's more potential way to get out of here. Right. I'm just I'm just gonna keep following Ashton then. Since you've only got the one candle burning at the moment, um, uh, Ashton's moving towards that archway. Now, now when you get within ten feet of the archway, Ashton, um, the the light from your candle um, glints inside, and you realize that in this chamber ahead of you, it is literally piled high with gold and jewels and cups made of gold. And it's like treasure. There's so much treasure that it's just been thrown into this room. The spoils of Egypt, if you will. Well, we're not going to get out this way. Yeah, uh, no Mr. Pete. Mr. Peters, what do you think are the chances of killing that beast up front? Fight. But if we got dynamite, if that thing can't kill it, nothing can. Actually, yeah, the problem is I don't think. Sorry. Anything I could roll that might give me a little bit better of an idea? I was thinking like... Well, you can roll your intelligence roll. I'll tell you some things if you pass. Alright, because I'm thinking, like, looking at, like, the height of it, maybe if it looks, like, really, you know, really durable. Um, 14. Heck yeah. Well, doesn't look like a ghost. Um, you don't know how tough it actually is. The, the scary thing is the idea of the dynamite could bring the entire building down on top of you. Yeah. I feel um, like that would be best to use to break out rather than to kill yeah. anything. That would be the most dangerous uh, aspect of it. Would be that the dynamite might bring the roof down. Hmm. Um, Samuel, Ashton, do, um, do a listen roll. Uh, that's a sixty. Very nice. What sixty? Is that is that yeah, pass? I'm just checking. Uh, listen, listen, listen. No, not by thirty. Okay. Y yeah. Yeah. No. Um. What are the rest of you doing in this room? Um. I'm probably like uh just looking for an exit, just to get further away from where that chamber's at. Okay. You can see there are no there are no other exits out of this room except all that treasure, um, and you can't really see to the back wall because it's literally piled high with treasure. So you don't know if there's another door. I want to I want to look at the other sarcophagus. I'm thinking okay. that if there's if there's on the mural if there's an ankh, that might be something that this beast may be controlled with. So if there's something like that, if the other sarcophagus can slide open without making too much noise. Well, I, maybe I didn't describe it very well. Um, it's seven wooden coffins, uh, seven wooden sarcophaguses, one inside the other. And then in the center okay. of that one is the golden one that had the lid shoved off. And the, the oh, wooden I ones see. were just sort of torn apart as it climbed out. 
actually looks like it was torn apart a long time ago. Probably when what's his name? Mm. Sasha. And Sasha. Uh, do we do we see the the, the golden uh, cover anywhere along the pile? I'm sorry, the golden. Uh, so so you said it was a golden coffin, right? The coffin's in the middle of the room. It's the big thing that that the creature was in. Yeah. Uh, do we know? What, do, do we see the lid anywhere? The lid's there... right next to it. It's just pushed off. What's on the lid? Um, what's on the lid is kind of a depiction of a half-human, half-monster. Um, it gives you the weird impression that maybe at some point that thing out there was a human being and that it was changed somehow into this horror. My faithful servant has passed the trials. You can think of a wall. Oh, one on the wall. Carl, uh, do a you... do a listen roll. All of us or just him? Just Carl. Um, that is a fail. Fifty-nine okay. out of thirty. All right. Um, Tariq, you realize, Cassine, you realize that there is enough treasure in that room over there that you could live and your children could live and your children's children could live for the rest of their lives living in luxury uh, beyond imagination. You know, this isn't the pittance that you're getting paid. This is, this is the kind of treasure that you would kill for. <laughs> Every, anyone would kill for it. What was the, was there any split of the gold on the contract in particular? Mr. Ashton? Sorry, what? How, how can you think about money at this? I mean, you can see that we, we're about to die in this place, man. Uh, yes, there will be a split in gold and, and, and you'll be richly compensated, but we need to get out of here and not get killed. And... Honestly, I don't think we should touch any of what's in that room. I, I, I really don't think so. I'm convinced Tatten took something and, well, and that woke up. Gentlemen, we'll do, we, we're doomed. Did anyone take anything, by the way? Yeah. Um... Maybe we should hide behind the gold pile. Wait until the monster puts the lid back on it and maybe attempt to stop it from opening the lid again. That seems like a pretty good idea. Yeah, I don't know how much like time that. we have left. I don't know how much light we have left, but I'm not sure if we can defeat that thing. If anything, we do it. Diamondite on it. I know, like, we might possibly cave ourselves in, but we'll get rid of that yeah, thing, hopefully. The only problem is, what if he closes the door? Would we be able to open it up? Maybe if all, all f five of us contributed. Yeah, don't you get that crowbar? 
Yeah, and I've also got a crowbar on top of that. Well, any plan is a plan at this point. Ambush it. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. So what do you all want to do? Probably, if we're going with that plan, then maybe wait till it uh, goes back to the chamber and then try to keep it locked in. I'm going to pass the candle to whoever is closer to me and then just move to the opening and, and, and listen to hear if this the beast is still scratching or busy up front. It sounds like it might have tired. You hear it grunting and uh, groaning. Um, uh, and every time it goes silent, you're a little afraid it's coming back in this direction. Um, and then for some reason, it suddenly turns around and runs back to the door and starts pounding on it. Maybe the guys outside are hearing it and they're they're redoubling their efforts to open the door. If they open the door, they'll let it out. Um, all of uh, all of you do spot hiddens except for Hugo. I got an extreme. Got a hard. Okay, 20 out of 65. No. Right. Tariq especially. Uh, you notice uh, Hugo has stepped into the treasure room, and he seems to be snooping around in there. Those of you who passed, you also see this. Hugo, uh, Hugo, what are you doing? I'm trying to like whisper this so that the bouncer doesn't hear us if I yell at him for this. So I'm like, trying to like surprise myself, like, like, what are you doing right now? Something. Something. Whoops, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, Simon. Uh, I'm oh, hearing dude. something, some kind of heartbeat. I, I'm trying to whisper. Oh, you're trying to whisper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, you're, uh, are, are you trying to look for something maybe in the back? Do you think there's another way out? Are you, are you hearing something? Yeah, some kind of heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know. It comes from somewhere. Heartbeat. I'll, I'll, st I'll, I'll, I'll step closer and, and listen now, intent. You, uh, those of you who step closer uh, and you listen really carefully, it's, it's, it's almost hard to hear over the sound of your own heart's beating, but there is a noise coming from somewhere in that chamber, that treasure chamber, that sounds like a the thump, the thump, the thump, the thump. What do you want to do? 
maybe it's what keeps the beast alive. Maybe if, if we... This, this is insane, but maybe we should have a look. That's better than nothing. I've seen uh, decryption, decryptions of uh, some uh, hurt removals from um, from mummification. So that, make, that kind of makes sense. Hugo, yeah. uh, no you way. didn't see anything about two people being buried here. Only one, correct? Well, two people. Uh, there is the pharaoh and there is that creature you i don't know if you remember that wall but i just at this point i'm prepared to anything you know up to this point we haven't found normally when a pharaoh gets buried all his or her, her organs get removed we haven't seen any of those it's something you usually it, put those in jars and put them with the body outside the sarcophagus. Exa That's correct. Exactly. Could it be that it's in that room? I I'm not going to move into the room and walk towards where I perceive the, the, the sound coming from. Okay. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Actually, all of you who are going to go in there and look, do spot hidden for me. Yeah. Right. Missed. I don't have any luck. I don't have enough luck to, to make it pass. Okay. I got a 70. Can I spend uh, 5 to make it 65? Sure. Okay. Got a regular. All right. Uh, I don't see it. All right. You start looking around the room. Um, and Holden and uh, Peters. About the same time, you notice that sort of half buried uh, in the gold treasure, there is like a golden cabinet. Um, it looks like it's maybe about, uh, well, I'd say three feet wide and a couple of feet. Uh, looks like it has a lid on it that would open. Um, the kind of thing that maybe, well, Holden, you'd especially know that you would put like the canopic burial chars inside of. Okay. I'm going to relate this to everyone. And you also think that that sound is coming from in that, that, that chest. Hey, uh, that sound that you were mentioning, Hugo, it's got to be in this chest, man. Problem. Do a dex roll. Because oh. there's no way you can get to that chest without making noise. Uh, maybe one of us should be a distraction to get past the, the noise of the gold. I got a 33 out of 50. Light. All right. Um, you're going to make noise, but you're not going to make a lot of noise. Uh, Tariq, did you want to? What did you have in mind? Uh, I'm going to try and uh, take. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, take a maybe a splinter of wood from okay. from the uh, coffin. Okay. I'm going to try and let that on fire, or like the tip of it, so it starts smoldering. Okay, that's easy enough to do. 
Yeah, so uh, and then I'm going to go to the to the entrance and uh, with the goal that uh, if I hear the monster coming closer to us, I'm going to like chuck the, the light uh, so, as far as I can into the uh, the middle chamber, the, the, the giant uh, treasure area. Okay, you're going to T-Rex it so that uh, <laughs> the T-Rex yeah. goes away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. <clears throat> you're not going to run with it though, right? No. Uh, okay. I don't want to die. <laughs> All right. Um, Carl, uh, you are very slowly and carefully trying to sort of climb across the gold and the treasure to get to the box. Um, you, you succeeded. So you've gotten there. Uh, the, the lid is a little hard to open. It might be stuck. Or it's, it's been closed for thousands of years <coughs> guys it's uh it's hard to push it's like stuck well let, let me come help you I'll, I'll move over and okay. um uh, yeah you'll have to do a constitution roll. i mean a, a dexterity roll yeah 1889 all right so sam tries to get to you and as he does uh, he causes a little avalanche of gold. Um, that you, you, you're terrified for the moment as you hear it start to trinkle, and then all of a sudden, just this wall of, of, of coins and, and gold starts raining down from the side, making a terrible racket. And you all hear the creature stop scratching at the door, and it stops grunting for a moment, and then you are horrified to hear it coming back towards you rather angrily breaking through more of that that wall that it had broken through before um Kasim, you were going I to ch chuck the uh, wood all right do a luck roll hopefully it's stupid uh that is a fail okay lost by 20 um, the creature comes back into the room and you see it, it sees the light and it immediately stops where it is and sniffs around. And you're just out of the corner of your eyes, you're backing up. You're pretty sure that it saw you. Um, but Sam and uh, Dr. Holden do a combined strength roll. Uh. Can I try uh, to help I got an eight them out? Out of uh, sixty, that's an extreme. Uh, I fell. Okay. Um, there's not really enough room to help them, but you're holding the candle while they're working. Um, Doctor Holden, you finally managed to pry it open, and when you do, inside there are five canopic jars. Um, they seem to be made out of uh, uh, some sort of like alabaster because they're, they're slightly uh, yellowish-white. Um, one of them has the head of a crocodile. One has the head of a falcon. One has the, the head of an ibis. Uh, one has the head of a wolf. And the final one has an inverted onk. And you definitely can hear a thumping coming from inside that particular uh, canopic jar. Um. I'm gonna grab anything I can and just like smash into where the uh, the thumping's coming from. Okay. 
do a uh, do a strength roll. Okay. Um, thirty-four out of sixty. Okay. It's just a regular pass. The creature um, sees Tariq, and it begins barreling towards the uh, the tomb door. Um, in the process, it's it's trampling this the, the furniture uh, that sort of has fallen in the way. Um, Tariq, what do you do? You're going to dive in somewhere? Realize uh, that the, the the sarcophagus is actually a fairly you know a hiding a hiding place too at this point. So uh, so so it, it it's not it's, I'm not fully in view yet. It saw me. It saw it, something right. move, and it knows something's in in that chamber. So that's where it's heading for. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going to try and uh, make a silent dive <laughs> into the 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 the, uh, the gold coffin, and I'm going to try and get my water flask out uh, with the. Uh, I feel like it's going to distract you with noise, maybe. Okay. So I'm just going to like I'm just going to like uh, pretty much hide down in the in the coffin. Okay. Um, the creature barrels uh, into the room, and once again, it lets out a huge thundering howl uh, as it comes in. Um, uh, you have a light, so it immediately sees you, and for a moment, you see this horrific monster alligator thing um, howl and give you the... Uh, I'm going to kill you, eyes. And uh, it takes a couple of leaps forward just as Carl Holden smashes the canopic jar. Uh, you see the fleshy sort of heart uh, fall out and is smashed under uh, uh, Holden's uh, hand, partially. And the creature suddenly stops in its tracks and it, it staggers and howls more and begins to kind of thrash about. Um, the heart is still trying to beat. It's still still giving its last. What do you do? Uh, I'm just going to. Or Dr. Uh, or, or Ashton. That's the last beat it's taking. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing that thing. All right. So with, with a final thrust, you, you smash down on it, maybe with your foot. And it, it splatters. And when it does, this enormous beast just suddenly shudders and collapses um, dead. Dead question mark or dead dead? No, you're pretty sure it's dead. Apparently <laughs> once the heart was destroyed, uh, it was dead. All right. So within a few hours, um, you, you've been sitting in the dark now for quite a while. Your candles eventually burn out. Um, the air is getting stale. The smell of this beast. Uh, the beast seems to be rotting away almost immediately. Um, you don't know where to, to go, but you suddenly hear a noise, another scraping noise, and voices calling inside. Are you okay? Are you all right? I'm gonna haul her back. Yes, get us out of here. Get your asses down here, and uh, I say bring light. You guys are in so much trouble for that prank you guys just pulled. 
They didn't pull a prank. It actually broke. They were just nervously laughing when it happened. Um, it's taken them a few hours to get you out. Uh, the, all traces of the creature seem to disintegrate and there's nothing there. And you are eventually, the tomb is opened and you are amongst the most rich and uh, uh, famous archeologist team. Uh, and you have enlightened the world as to the existence of Nefrim Ka, the Black Pharaoh. And that's the end of our story. Hmm. So the idea is basically that Nyarlathotep yeah. whose so avatar figured, was yeah. Nefren Ka, had, uh, had left this creature uh, to be used when the, the time comes to clear the earth off of all those pesky humans. It would have been released then. There might be more of them all over the place, but uh, in this case, you managed to stop one of them. And, and that's the end of our story. And get rich. She called it not Carlisle Expedition. Now, I should tell you that in previous <laughs> ones, they used the dynamite. <laughs> yeah. And they all was... buried them. It, it brought the game to a close rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was oh, debating if we should like, cut the dynamite in half. That's what I thought, too. Oh, I just thought about using it, but I was like, you know, I'm just already here. I'm just going to start smashing. <laughs> well, there are a couple of things I can tell you, and I'll, t I'll tell you afterwards. Let me go ahead and, uh, and finish up. Um, our players included... Uh, Simon Bienfe, uh, Daniel Bradshaw, uh, Dakota Davis, Chris uh, Van Vyck, uh, and uh, David Doshnovsky, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure of the universe of each of and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.